Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the A4G podcast on Flashback Friday. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're actually going to spotlight a VR title that you guys got to hear a snippet of on our New Year's Eve end of year wrap up because it's one that basically stole my heart back in October. And Jesse, he was into it first. And it was funny because the first time I heard it was actually to fully actually appreciate the game. I got to hear it last year. It's crazy to say last year. I almost said this year, but no, it was last year. Which I heard it when I was up here. I didn't get to hear it the first time it debuted because we were going somewhere. We were going camping or something, so I didn't get to hear it. But we are talking about none other than Dread Halls. And so I'm going to let Jesse start by talking about how he found Dread Halls in the first place. Dread Halls was just this uh, VR game that, you know, in the beginning when Oculus Rift came out, there weren't all that many games that that came out. And I was looking for something interesting to play. And a lot of this stuff, you know, not everything is, but a lot of experiences are first person. And... It just was one that kind of caught my attention. I, I think even during the development kit days, I remember seeing an early iteration of it um, being played by, at the time, Patrick Klepek was at Giant Bomb, and he used to do these horror things, uh, especially around October. And I think I remember him playing an early, early build of it. It looked quite a bit different, but... <clears throat> the idea just really seemed interesting to me because I had played a few games where you're in first person and, you know, you're running away from things and trying to hide and trying to find your way through places. But, um, yeah, I mean, when it came out, the touch controllers weren't even a thing, so you just use a gamepad, an Xbox gamepad. And... Um, it was just one of the early... I mean, it was very simple in what it did. But it was just really effective. I mean, horror is one of the easiest, probably one of the easiest things to do in VR just because you're immersed in the environment and, like, you, you're, if you have a flat TV, you can't look, you, know, you can just look away. In VR, you know, you look in the other way and well, you're still in there, so you got to do something about it. Yeah, and it is very effective at what it does. I mean,. I can't see Dread Halls. And, whoo, baby. <laughs> I, ooh, it's scared the living shit out of me. I mean, it's, it's very effective at what it does. Very effective. And he wanted to stream it back in October. And I was like, well, we got a problem. You know, because he's like, because I was like, oh, we can't do that. And he's like, what? He looks at me because Dread Halls is... is Basically, his fav- one of his favorite VR games of all time. And he goes, why? You don't want me to stream Dread Halls? I was like, no, 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 it's not that. I said, honey, you can't stream Dread Halls yet. I know you wanna, but you can't yet. He goes, why? I said, well, there's a problem. Because back then, we didn't have two mics, for one. But two, uh, I was on a separate headset completely. I was basically on the one I'm on now. And he was on his regular computer headset. And I told him, I said, dude, you can't do that yet because I'm a few seconds behind you. 
And I'm going to let him finish this story about how he discovered something that he was able to pull off. And I'll tell you my side of it afterwards. Well, <clears throat> I mean, it was, it's just, uh, if you're listening live, you know, you're always going to be, if you're listening to via stream, you're always going to be a little bit behind. So, you know, if, if I react to something, like I said, there's a lot, there can be, especially when you're first starting, and you're not quite used to it. You know, there's, you don't know what some of the sounds and stuff are, and there's a fair number of dumb scares and you can, you know, so if I react to something and then, you know, we're doing the live stream together, there's kind of a thing of just being, you know, I don't hear the, the, the I don't hear the, the sounds or see something uh, at the same time she would. So I would be seeing something or hearing something and reacting to it. And then, she, you know, it would be, she would know something was up, but not yet because it'd be a few seconds off. And I mean, to back up a bit, I mean, Dread Halls is basically a simple game. I mean, you're <clears throat> some person that wakes up in a cell, you open a door, you basically have a lantern, and that's about it. You have a lantern, you find lockpicks, you find coins, you find lantern oil to keep it going, because yes, the oil can run out, <clears throat> and you're essentially just trying to find these weird little objects, um, you find these little pedestals and basically you got to find an item to put in them and then this weird little magic aura thing opens up the next level and you're just basically wandering through these, uh, there's like three different zones and you know, you've kind of got your dungeon zone, your more kind of stone area and then you got your ca cave or cavern area. But, I mean, you're just basically wandering through these procedurally generated levels. They're never the same, so that's the other interesting thing. And you're just trying to get through the levels and uh, find this exit pillar to escape to the next room. Um, or to the next level. And there's usually three or four um, of these levels per area in the main game. And I've gotten so used to it that, yeah, I will die a few times here and there, but I mean, like I said, in the last end of year stream, or end of year um, podcast, I was able to beat the whole game. I mean, I died a few times too, I got a couple cheap kills, but in the time that we recorded, I mean, I beat the game and I was putzing around in like a, a nature VR thing for the last little while. So, you have the main campaign, but then you also have basically a ran you know kind of an endless randomly generated uh like a survival mode where you basically just jumped into a dumped into a random level and you just try to escape and then it just generates another one could be any theme and just random level random order and there seem to be a little bit more enemies in there so you have you know all kinds of different things you have more enemies that'll appear and kind of disappear. You'll have ones that kind of grow out of the ground. You have ones that will just kind of like fade away. Then you have ones that are a little bit more persistent. You know, and it's, there's all, there's a few different types of enemies that uh, you can't attack. So it's, you either got to run and hide or escape or hope they disappear or just basically get out. Yep. And so what happened was, <clears throat> basically he's like oh okay 
So he decides, okay, we're going to do this. So he's troubleshooting another game. They kept wanting to go to his VR headset. Perception, which we had talked about before. Yeah, still having trouble with that. Still fighting with that game. Because that was one of the fan requests that we weren't able to stream. But basically, he was troubleshooting that. Well, he all of a sudden gets on his computer. Because he'd found out he could stream VR. But then I told him that problem that we were having, that I'd be behind him. I'd have to go in the other room. So that I wouldn't react. Well, he didn't want that because at that time people were wanting me on streams. So he's like, well, we don't, we can't have that. So we turn around and I walked out of the room for a moment and I come back in and I'm sitting on the couch and he goes, all of a sudden he's, hey, check your headphones. Tell me if you can hear anything. Okay. So I'm thinking, oh, he got perception to work. So I get up and I go over, pick up the headset and I'm like, wait a minute. That's some weird audio. That's not perception. What the heck is this? Then all of a sudden I hear this. <laughs> what the heck? And he starts laughing. I'm like, that's not what I think it is, is it? He goes, what? I'm like, is that dread halls? Yep. He was able to mirror the, the VR, the audio, to his computer so that I could hear it at the same time he did. So now that he was able to do that, now we started doing that with everything. We started just... I started listening with a completely different headset. So we just hooked it up to the computer. So we listened to headsets at the same time so that we can react at the same time instead of me being behind. And then I discovered at that same time that I could just pause the stream so that you don't hear feedback. I pause the stream on my iPad and I can still monitor the chat that way. So... I'm able to do it that way before we got the extra mic and I sit closer to where you can hear me a lot better. But we played it that night for probably, I'd say, half hour, 45 minutes. We had a ball with it. So then we ended up streaming it that Sunday. And I've been a fan of the game ever since. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's a fun game. I mean, it, it's pretty straightforward. It doesn't take you long to learn how to play. And... You know, we were sitting there dinging around with it one time, and, <clears throat> you know, I've done a full playthrough of it on the channel as well. Um, there's a, basically a full playthrough of the campaign. There's a survival video. You know, there's, there's all kinds of content for it on the channel. But I also ended up doing kind of a Access Unlocked video for it because I think with a few sort of navigational aids, a little few more audio cues, maybe haptic, you know, because the controllers vibrate a little bit for certain things, you, you could make the way that the levels and stuff are constructed, you know, it's all flat, it's all pretty much right angles. I think you could probably make a game like Dread Halls pretty accessible to a totally blind player so in that access unlocked series it's where I kind of take a game or a series or a genre and I just try to figure out like if I were gonna try to make this playable what are some ideas and how would I make that work so you know given a few more things I think it could work girlfriend opened her big mouth it was my idea to say it even <laughs> we were yeah we were actually streaming it I think, when I said it. 
I was trying, yeah, I couldn't remember. I think we might have done it. Yep, I think I think that was that first stream, which you probably didn't hear it because it kept, for some reason, it was being weird and didn't record the audio right. So, but yeah, and one of my things with dread halls, one of the things that was so funny, in the beginning, it didn't have where you heard me jump a couple times in the end of year where you heard something banging. On the other side of the door, you walk up to a door, you go to pick the lock, and you hear something pound on the other side of the door. You don't know whether that's an illusion or if there's somebody really there, so you better run. (laughs) And anyway, I was listening to a stream one day of it. I was replaying it back. And at the same time, as he's talking and he's picking a lock and somebody pounds on the other side of the door... The same thing happens in the hallway at the exact same time. And I literally jumped. It was like I was totally immersed in the game and I heard it in the hallway. Scared the crap out of me. Here to find out, Jesse got home that evening. I think it was that night. He went down and did laundry. Or no, it was the next day. It was the next day because he, he, he comes home. But he didn't tell me right away. And then I said something about, oh, yeah, I got to do laundry. He goes, oh, uh... You're going to have to wait till tomorrow till I get home because they switched the wash machine. So what that noise probably was, was the people switching out the washer. But it was effective. It scared the living bejesus out of me. That's for sure. And it will scare you. I mean, whether you're blind or have a little bit of vision, it will scare the bejesus out of you. Oh yeah, it can. I mean, there's definitely, <clears throat> I've, I've gotten a few jump scares. Um, once, once I've played it a little bit, I've kind of gotten used to it, so it doesn't really phase me near as much anymore. But like, um, especially, you know, and it depends how susceptible you are to things like horror movies and stuff like that. I mean, if those things really affect you, it'll be very effective. Um, if it doesn't, you know, it may or may not. But, you know, yeah, it's gotten a couple jump scares out of me. Oh, yeah, it's it's very effective at what it does. And you never know when something's going to jump out. You never know when something's going to bang on a door. You know, you don't know. And that was not in the beginning. That was not in the original at all. They added some stuff. They amped it up to 11. They did a heck of a job with it. And And believe it or not, it's only one person that did this. One guy from Spain. pretty dang good yeah i mean it came out on the rift originally and i think it was i mean it's also on steam so you can play it if you have like a, uh, a htc vive or something like that but they also put it on the quest this fall so you can have a a portable version so when you take it out you know you take it somewhere you can go kind of scare whoever you want to and I'm, like I said, I would be really curious. I mean, I know <clears throat> he was supporting updating the game and working on the Quest version last year. But now that that's done, I'm wondering, like I said, I, I wish I could find more of a presence for that developer online. Because I'd be very curious as to see what he might do next. So you never know. Might get more games from him or... Who knows what he'll do with Dread Halls next. 
you just never know. I mean, it's like I said, it's another short one, but it's pretty it's pretty basic. I mean, it's not that complicated. And it, and he does have a couple of streams out there. One more left to go that he has. Forge Red Halls. But you know, it's pretty it's pretty basic. It's a very good game, I got to say. I really like it a lot myself. But the nice thing is, it's not set levels. They are procedurally generated, so it's not like, oh, you memorize the whole thing and then you got a pattern down. So Nope. You know, whether you're playing the campaign again, it's not quite as challenging, but, like, <clears throat> that'll be random, and then if you want a little bit more, you just go into the random survival levels and play those, and they, you know, you're, you're always going to get a kind of a different challenge, and, you know, sometimes they might give you more resources, sometimes they may not, or, you know, you there's a couple of ways that they can kind of screw you over where like it is sort of it, it, the randomness can be a little cheap every once in a while, but for the most part, it's actually really good. Yep. I mean, like I said, it's, it's effective. It's, and it's tense, man, is it tense? It's very tense. Very good. I I was impressed. I mean, I gotta say, I was very much impressed with it. So, there is your flashback Friday for today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And we will see you soon. Later. <laughs>